Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. Oh, yeah. Football Friday. The the penultimate football Friday. Fantasy Sports Today. The last iteration of team and Martinez and Mike Blewett on FST, at least for a while. For now. We'll update you on all that in a little bit, but here we are, Dean. We're down to four. Yeah, we are. We talked about it all week. We got our James Devlin bet ready to go. That's right. Uh, 10,000 to one. 10, 000, plus 10,000, I should plus say. 10, plus 10,000. Plus, not 10,000 to one, but... Uh, Dean and I loving the James Devlin two touchdown bet, and I say we love it. Like we got to take some long shots. We're not I love it at what's going to happen. It's a hundred to one plus ten thousand is right. So I love yeah, it at a hundred yeah. to one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, we're gonna throw a couple of shekels on that one. Um, when's the last time James Devlin scored? For the record, uh, a few weeks ago. The re- yeah. Here's the thing, though. Uh, I I've had Sony Michelle all season long. And I know there was multiple times when James Devlin vultured multiple touchdowns from Sonny Michelle. I know, but... But it hasn't happened just, in a while since Rex Burkhead? Yeah, Rex Burkhead's back. That's why the odds are so long uh, for him. Uh, last week, uh, do you know what his numbers were last week? You're talking Devlin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, against the Chargers, he had two carries for five yards. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Uh, his last touchdown <laughs> score was in that Miami Miracle game uh, against Miami. Yep. Where he one, carry, one carry, two yards. <laughs> two yards. Listen, However, this is a hundred to one bet. Minnesota, and it's ha- that's in, right. This is a hundred to one bet. It's happened right. once in sixteen times. All right, so I'll 17. take it. Yeah. Fine, yeah. <laughs> fine. <laughs> so, it can happen once in ninety-nine times, and it's valuable right. to me. <laughs> we, we're, he's right. We are. We are. We understand the odds. We understand <laughs> the long shot nature of it. That's why we're putting twenty-five dollars each on it. That's and right. seeing if we can turn it into five grand, you know what I mean? Like sure that would enough. be nice. That'd be a nice uh, way to start out the new year. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it certainly hysterical. covers covers all my fantasy football stuff for the sure. next, you know year or two at yeah. least. Uh, or maybe I just throw it all down on the Super Bowl, just run it back with some sort of Devlin prop in the Super Bowl. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Double, double or nothing on the total of the of the national anthem. <laughs> so ridiculous. Anyway. So that's where we're at. We're trying to turn twenty five into twenty five hunch. So, all right. Uh, there's no no secrets. I think most of you are probably getting to the point where you're talked out on on these games. So we'll just do what we do here. We'll have a little bit of fun with it. Um, no big news stories occurring uh, as far as these games are concerned. I think the Patriots are reveling in the fact that they are underdogs. This could not have broken better for them to be underdogs in this game I, obviously they'd rather be at home that's the that's the reality of it but 
I, I think they don't mind being underdogs. It plays into, frankly, the false narrative that they project about nobody believing in them. I Yeah, there's a lot of people picking the Chiefs, and Vegas wants you to – Vegas knows what they're doing, right? They want yep. you to throw money down on the Chiefs, giving points away, because – that's what Vegas does. They want to make sure that they're getting even money on both sides. And we saw it last week, Dane, in particular. There were a lot of people that were taking the Chargers. You're, you're, honestly, your case is different because you had picked the Chargers from August. Right. So I, I, would stick with you, right. I would right. expect you to pick that again. But there were a lot of people that were betting on the Chargers because they want the Patriots to lose. And it's silly gambling and it's emotional and you shouldn't do it that way. But the reality is... We saw a lot of that last week. People are like, well, the dynasty's ending this week. And I was like, I don't think it's ending this week. Like, give it another week or two more games, potentially. Um, And I I am going to say it's going to take another game because Mm. I'm going to be picking the Pats today. I'll take the points. Um, As good as the Chiefs are, I just am concerned that the Patriots are, I I felt like, and I've said this, when did I say this, Dane? Like, maybe in early December or late November, I feel like they're building this team to beat the Chiefs, and they can run the ball really well right now, and I just think they're going to utilize that as best they can. If the Chiefs come out there with their front four and they are attacking Brady in the manner that they can, it will change the dynamic of the game, but I, I do think the Patriots win a close one. Yeah, I think it's very interesting how you say, like, Vegas is just fine being themselves in a position where they need New England plus three. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like Vegas is very comfortable with that. <laughs> you know what I exactly. mean? And uh, to your point about, you know, I've been making this kind of analogy all the time how like the Saints started doing a similar thing last year. You know, using that run game, taking some of the pressure off their aging Hall of Fame quarterback, letting their defense stay on the sidelines a little bit more so they don't get torched. We've seen, in my opinion, Sony Michelle, the stereotype, who, don't forget, was drafted as a first-round pick by New England. This was their vision from the beginning. Okay, for them to go and get a running back, invest the draft capital, stop the running back whack-a-mole that they've had over the better part of the last decade since Corey Dillon. This is what they wanted to do. This is what they prioritized in the draft to be able to have this in their repertoire for when the calendar turned to January or when they were facing, like you said, building to face a team like this. That's why, honestly, uh, we'll make my game pick a little bit later on, but Despite my best thoughts, I may think the under can come in on this one. Uh, yeah, I think possible, too. And you're going to have some some rough conditions out there right. as well. Um, I think we saw, look, we saw rough conditions against the Colts. There wasn't dry wind or anything, but there was snow on the ground. It was 20 degrees. So it's not ideal conditions for a football game. I think everybody's fine playing in it. But to be mindful of the fact that those conditions you know that that game was a was a blowout, but it stayed, right. the total stayed relatively low. We ended up yeah. hitting forty four in that game, and that was the under. And yeah. there was a garbage touchdown in there from the Colts, so um, <clears throat> that all plays into the total. But the reality is, uh, that's where they're at. So 
The funny part about Michelle, though, is how little he's been targeted this year. Like they, they are just oh, yeah. they just don't utilize him in the past game at it's all. James White territory, baby. Yeah, I mean James White. How many targets would you guess James White had this year? This year? Yeah. Oh God. Um. A hundred and thirty. That's really close. One twenty-three. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One twenty-three. So he had eighty-seven catches, seven hundred fifty-one yards, seven touchdowns uh, on the receiving end. Uh, on the flip side, Sony Michelle had eleven targets for the whole season. <laughs> he only caught That's seven crazy. passes. So they really do utilize them quite differently. Uh, Sony Michelle ended up with two hundred and twenty. Well, let me see. Uh, two hundred and sixteen touches. James White ends up with. Whoa. 217 touches. How crazy is that? Wow. They were wow. one touch. But, and, and, but Sony Michelle missed a couple games. I'm too. sorry. No, that's wrong. 216 oh, okay. touches for Michelle. Right. 181 touches for White. I was adding the targets and the, gotcha. and the rushing attempts, not the, not the, right, right, right. Not the actual catches. So, um, so, yeah, and Sony Michelle did miss some games. So you got to figure uh, by that math. Next year, you're probably going to be looking at 250 for him. Um, yeah. And do they utilize him in the pass game at all? I mean, they do have a perfect yin and yang scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you and I were on board with Michelle from the beginning of the Early. year. He had some, look, from a fantasy standpoint, I think he delivered what you can expect from a rookie running back. They're all not all going to be Saquon Barkley. Uh, rolling out there with 2,000 scrimmage yards. So he had a dip where he missed a few games. There was a couple of games where you probably didn't know whether or not you should you should play him, but he became – he was fairly reliable as a um, RB2. running back, too. Yeah, so uh, th- that's what a lot of RB2s are, right? They don't produce yeah. every single week. So um, so, so there you go. I, I just think that is the key to the Pats winning the game. It doesn't mean that I don't think Brady will have a great game or anything else. I just think that is the key. It's what I've been worried about for a month. Why would I back away from the narrative that I've been putting out there for a long time? Yeah, absolutely. You got to stick with your guns. As you said, like I did the same thing with the Chargers, you know what I mean? Like all season long. Um, yeah. and, and you're right. I, listen, Sonny Michelle missed a few games, right? He is that running back that's not used a lot out of the run game. But correct me if I'm wrong, but Saquon Barkley and Philip Lindsay, maybe the only rookies who had more rushing yards this year, right? Um, maybe the only rookies who had more uh, scrimmage yards this year than Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle is a touchdown maker. I like. There's no reason that next year, if you tell me Sony Michelle plays in 15 games, there's no reason he doesn't put up, in essence, what like Leonard Fournette kind of numbers are, right? Like yeah. if if you tell me that Sony Michelle plays in 15 or 14 plus games, I'll show you a guy that I peg at, you know, 1150 yards and eight touchdowns easily. You know, I uh, yeah. think he's a high-end, too. I, I think he's a high-end RB, too. Yeah, as far as rookies are concerned, Saquon had 1,300. Uh, we're just doing rushing yards right rushing, now. Okay. Uh, Saquon had 1,300 rushing yards. Philip Lindsay had 1,037 rushing yards. So he was like nine-something, right? He had 931. There's one other rookie that beat him. Can you think of it? Ugh, oh, boy. Um, there is one you'll other get, rookie. You'll get there. Yeah, I, I just have, oh, uh, I just have to like process all the teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had 996 rushing yards. I'm sure he's ticked off that he didn't get the last four. Oh wow. 
Um, honestly, he should have been playing from week one, but Hugh Jackson couldn't figure ah, it out. Ah, yes. Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Thanks for the hint. Uh, I blew it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Uh, so, so there you go. Um, you know, Michelle did miss all that time, but I, I think – this has been what they wanted it to be all year. You and also, listen, next year Brady is another year older. You know, Gronk is not there in my in my opinion. You know, so there. This is part of the evolution of the Pats. Yeah. Plus, we have seen. You know, I've seen some numbers out there. Uh, clearly, last week he was great, uh, but there have been some numbers out there that a little bit later in the year for guys like Breeze and Brady as uh, as they're aging. The, the the end of the seasons for them isn't as great as it is throughout the season. You know, whether that's age right. or just wear and tear. You know, like, so Brady against Miami in that Miami miracle game that they lost, 358 and three touchdowns. So he was awesome there. The next week against Pittsburgh, he was 25 of 36 for 279, a touchdown and a pick and a really bad pick. He was under pressure a lot that day. Uh, he did not play a great game against the Steelers. Um, uh, then at, at Buffalo, 13-24 Buffalo, yeah. for 126 and two interceptions with a touchdown. Uh, then he lit the Jets up, but the Jets were so checked out. And then he obviously lit up the Chargers pretty good last week. They, they He only had the one touchdown, but they were obviously utilizing running backs down there, and, and Sonny Michel scored three times. So, I mean, he threw for 343 uh, and put the ball up 44 times, though. Exactly. Like, exactly. when I look at his 44 attempts, you're talking about how they're using the run game, but still, yeah. you know, if you look at his game log, those 44 attempts, uh, you know, he had 45 the first matchup against Buffalo. That's yeah. the only time this season he had more than 44 attempts. True. So, Maybe, you know, maybe my narrative is wrong, but <clears throat> I, I just think that <clears throat> when it comes to situations like this, Belichick really does. It, the reason he's the best at this is because he really does game plan according to the opponent. Um, he's not just saying, let's play our style. A lot of coaches, even some of the really good coaches, I think they get caught up in reading their own. Right. Press clippings or just becoming so dedicated to the style of ball, and I put that in quotes, that we play, that they don't uh, adapt. And Belichick is the best at it. He'll adapt based on the opponent. Doesn't mean he never makes a mistake, but he's very flexible in the manner in which he coaches his team uh, historically. And he's game plans to take your best player out, but he's also attacking weaknesses. And I think... You're going to see a lot of it. It's why the James Devlin thing, as much as we're joking around, it could make a little bit of sense. Yeah, I mean, here's the only thing I'll say, and this is going to be a, uh, you know, a snarky comment from a Jets fan. It's easy-er to take the opponent's best thing away and all that stuff and adjust when you have videotape of the opponent's practices, though, right? Uh, I do. I've done the Sunday show with Marshall Falk enough times to. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure he feels some kind of way about that. <laughs> he feels a certain kind of way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I'm <laughs> like it's easier when in this dynasty you um you know have footage of the opponents and or may uh you know uh, manufacture a ridiculous fumble turnover advantage because your balls are deflated and or push the line so much that it wasn't technically cheating against the Ravens, but they changed the rules about offensive linemen and tackles and stuff because of what you did to Jim Harbaugh. You know, so that just makes it easier. 
But I digress. I obviously sound like a um, frustrated Jets fan. Yeah, well, you are a frustrated Jets fan. It's okay to sound like that because you are one. You know, I, you know, to some extent. I read this but, I mean, crazy article yesterday on Tomlin, which I <laughs> I could spend an hour on it, and maybe we'll do it on Sunday. But, it, uh, but like, it's I'll true, say, though. Come on. Belichick is built on all these say, adjustments, I, these game plans. He had the footage of his opponents. I could adjust if I had that. There's other guys uh, that have let Belichick off the hook. I've seen Bill Cowher do it and say, yeah, there's nothing there. And, you know, just protecting Belichick in some way. And I've seen other people do it. Marshall Falk is not one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I, he told a story, uh, I can understand why. <laughs> he told a story on, on the Sunday show uh, about six. No, 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 no. About last month. Uh, not even a month ago. And... Um, we were all like just staring at him. Gabe and myself uh, and Corey were just yeah. staring at him as he told this extremely detailed story about how they knew a play that they had never run before. The Patriots knew it was coming, and there's only there's only one way that one could be possible. Way you could know right. that. So it was pretty crazy. He wow. gave this extremely detailed story about. Oh, I it. can't. You got to tell um, me some more about this. Maybe it was, maybe it was maybe pretty amazing. Yeah, it was pretty amazing the story that he told. Yeah. I like. I'm not gonna look. I, I don't. Sure. I don't. I don't know. I can only trust Marshall. Uh, what he said, and the story was so detailed and so specific. But you ain't making that like, up, right? <laughs> yeah, he didn't make it up. I mean, he was in the Super Bowl right. when this stuff happened. He's yeah. on the field, and they ran a play that they had never run before, and the Patriots knew it was coming. So you could say that they just knew based on. Yeah. They, they would say based on formation, we knew. Uh, that this might happen, and we're just really right. disciplined in our assignments. So, uh, but I, I don't think makes Marshall it a lot easier to play the opponent, make the opponent play left-handed if you know what the right hand is. Yeah, exactly. I, look, I, he's never going to come out and say, um, you know, I, I don't know Marshall that well. I've worked sure. with him a bunch of times, but I don't think he'll ever come out and say they did this. But he told a very specific story, and he, leave it to you to judge. Um, if I can find that, I'll, I'll dig it up. Cool. In our archives, but. Um, a little fun right there. So we obviously talked about the AFC a bunch. We're going to do prop bets later. We'll do our official picks, but we'll get into the NFC game next on FST. Rams at Saints. Who that? Can't wait. Can't wait. Who that? Dane and I will be right back on the Manchester Sports Radio Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Maurice Allen. 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, 
I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Game time decisions. Yeah, tonight, uh, Cam, so Nike's debuting a new shoe tonight with uh, Jason Tatum. And uh, basically, it's the first ever shoe, Cam, that you operate with your phone. As we speak right now, my cell phone, my battery is dead. It's been dead all day. Like, I had like 6, 8% in the morning, and then it died. And to be honest with you, I forgot about it. Just imagine, time ago, trying to, trying to put your shoes on Cam because your phone's dead. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Football and through the poop for the poop fighter. One of my favorite fans, thank you, Mavona. Chris Mavona producing. It is our last show together. Dean and I are going to be doing some different projects going forward. And I say our last show, that's our last regular show. For Dean now. and I are actually going to be doing Lineup Lock Live together this yes. Sunday with two new preview. additions to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Keith Irizarry, who will be hosting a show nightly on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network from 8 to 11. Uh, that is called Calling the Shots, right? That's his show, uh, I yes. believe. Yes. And then Joe Rainieri, who's going to be our new morning host from 6 to 9 a.m., will be working with Dane moving forward. So Joe Rainieri and Keith Irizarry, you'll be introduced to them in a big way on Sunday with me hosting Lineup Lock Live. Dane will be there in studio with me. Keith and then Joe will be Skyping in from Florida. So then Monday through Friday, starting this Monday, Dane will be on with Joe Ray Neary. So you got to be excited about that, Dane. I am. We're going to make it rain. We're going to start one hour earlier. We are debuting on Monday. I have a dream about a great morning show. I'm excited to work with Joe. He's been a, uh, a big boy in the business, morning radio, especially down there in Florida. And, you know, I'm jealous of him. Obviously, he's in Florida. We're going to be staring at about, uh, you know, seven inches of snow, Blewett. Yeah, it's going to be 9 degrees in New York uh, awesome. for the low on awesome. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so, that's when we'll be traveling Sunday morning, yeah, getting to gets, Studio 34 to make it happen. Yeah, and We'll see if uh, my train can even get there when the weather gets that bad. I, I usually have some issues like I did on Thanksgiving Day. So, I'll hold you down, brother man. Don't worry. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that'll be happening. And then I am shifting over. I'll be staying with this brand, the Fantasy Sports Today brand. Uh, and it'll become a podcast, a regular podcast. So uh, no regular live spots for me in terms of FST, but I'm going to continue to be a big part of football coverage throughout the year. FST, I think I'm going to do some different stuff. I think I'll do some sports business stuff. I'll continue talking about fantasy and wagering and all of that kind of stuff. I'm going to do my best to bring some unique guests uh, to the show. Um uh, I can't say it'll be daily, but it's going to be pretty regular as far as doing three, four shows, uh, sometimes five shows a week. In addition to that, you'll hear me doing guest spots probably on the shows Make It Rain. Yeah, Make show. It Rain, yeah. baby. So Joe Rainieri, we're making it rain. I'll continue to do guest spots on Make It Rain, on Game Time Decisions, uh, on some other stuff as well. 
Uh, we're pr- trying to bring some other shows back. So I'm not going anywhere. I'm just sort of shifting the shows that I'm working on, which is fine with me. Uh, and by the way, I mean, fine comes- with you. You don't want to work with me anymore. No, I mean, I, lo- I love working with you. I'm just saying um, it's okay for us to switch it up once in a while because Dana sure. and I are kind of here for the long haul, uh, I suspect. So, uh, and the last thing I'll say, too, is when it comes to NFL coverage related to the Combine and the NFL draft, you're certainly going to be hearing from me. I'll be awesome. doing shows with Joe Lisi, with uh, Rich Ciaramanello, Gabe Morenci, and uh, Dane will be pulled in there at sure. some point. I think we're going to do some interesting stuff this year uh, concerning the combine and the draft. I could see us bringing in Davis Maddock, who's really doing nice. NFL year-round. We'll get opinions from Scott Engel yeah. and everybody else. So uh, I think in years past we've tried to push forward some intense draft coverage, and I think this is a year where we're really going to blow it out. So get excited for that. Yeah, and I got to tell you, uh, the idea of you bringing some of the uh, business of sports is great. You know, I can see you being, in essence, the Darren Ravel of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, right? Well, and yeah. um, I think you really cover that stuff well. I remember, I remember, you know, as we talked about Le'Veon Bell this entire year, the transition tag, what was viable, what was allowed. You are my go-to source when it comes to contracts and some of that business side i also have another programming note because i will be starting you know uh monday with joe ranieri make it rain from 6 to 9 a.m every weekday it also means there's going to be a little bit of a change for fantasy freestyle just because i'm doing so much in the morning my show in the evenings fantasy freestyle will be moving to a weekly show um and that makes sense blew it you know it used to be tuesdays and thursdays for the football season we're gonna do it once a week just because you know i'd be burning the min the candle on both ends we're gonna do yeah, it yeah, once yeah. a week it's gonna be on mondays still live from studio 34 uh from 6 to 7 p.m so stats over beat cypher that's where you can find me i may be seeing you in that studio because one of the other projects i'm working on is right at, will probably be right after right awesome. after that so awesome um, that's great we could do a little crosstalk yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I'll, I'll certainly join Dane for that whenever I can. Um, but, you know, something to keep in mind, too. I'm going to be going to Vegas in a couple of weeks. So I probably call you guys from there. Ooh, yeah. Uh, get you the lowdown on uh, futures because they'll have all the Super Bowl futures out. The college football futures will be out. Um, so I, I think that'll be fun. And we can go over MLB over unders uh, as we approach the season. That'll be right before spring training. I'll be there. So uh, enough of that. You know, we don't hear us droning on about our shows, but I just want to give everybody a sense of where we'll be. Yep. Dane ain't going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'll just be on different programs. So uh, if you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to Bet DSI. Speaking of wagering, they have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your DFS skills without salary cap constraints. So you can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV, or get an edge with live betting at Bet DSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There's just a ton of ways that you can make money. So use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. So head on over, open your account at BetDSI, promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match. So, uh, all right, let's turn it over to the NFC game. Uh, The NFC game, obviously, we're sitting here. Like I said, uh, three days ago, Dane, on Tuesday, mm-hmm. 
these spreads ain't going anywhere. That's I, right. I, I, I just think they Vegas knew that these are field goal games when it comes mm-hmm. to setting the line. And Gave them the whole field advantage points, and that's about it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. They, they like the Saints a little bit more than the Rams, but, you know. I, I've but said before, are the Saints the maybe show. one of the only teams in the NFL that actually do get a three-and-a-half-point a three and a half point home field advantage? Like, we always yeah. say it's three points for the home team, but I, I've read places that, you know, like Seattle, New Orleans, they actually get three-and-a-half. Uh, that makes sense to me because historically they're good there. But, you know, I'd have to check, like, wouldn't the Patriots get that because they're so good at home? Interesting. I, I just wonder if this would be a pick'em game if it was in, like, you know, Mexico City or London. Yeah. You know, the Pats were had a losing record on the road this year for for the record. Yeah, I, that's true. They, they, they were 3-5, they, and five, right? Yeah. yeah, they're so good at home. Normally, I, I would suspect that they should see it as well. But, but also, it's not necessarily about what they actually are at home. It's about what the public perception is of them at home. Exactly right. And I would think the public perception of the Patriots at home is ridiculous. You know, like... They just don't lose there. They they very rarely lose there. Um, they're knocking out seven and one seasons at home, eight right. no seasons at home <laughs> on a regular basis. Like it's just not easy to do. So and the totals are, are nearly matching right now. So the Pats Chiefs is Chiefs are minus three with a total of fifty six. That NFC game now that we're talking about is fifty six and a half with the Saints uh, laying down that three and a half points. I, I've said all week. I think the value is with the underdogs. It does not necessarily mean that I'm picking the Rams. I just think the value is there. I, I don't want to pick. The, I don't want to lay down three and a half points here. I I just don't think I want to. I don't think I want to do that. Um, it, but it isn't the bet I'd be going for either. Can I ask you something about, like, yes. the bet you'd be going for? I think, you know, I, I mentioned that, like, the FanDuel book and the MyBookie book had different, like, futures odds, and so you got to shop around. Check this out. If you're just staring just at the FanDuel sportsbook, just at the basic bets for these two games, mm-hmm. blew it. They have the Saints at three-and-a-half-point favorites and the Chiefs yes. as three-point favorites, right? Mm-hmm. So by that definition, the Saints are Bigger favorites than the Chiefs, right? Yep. Then why is the money line, why is the Chiefs' money line bigger than the Saints' money line? So Gabe Morenci is really good at explaining this kind of stuff, but that's why the money line is often a truer indicator of what Vegas feels about the game. The point spreads are, look, they're fudgy in that what's really the difference between two and a half and three and a half it's a lot and if you expect it to be a field goal number, game yeah. but realistically you're picking a team to win they can win by a touchdown it's still a close game right but yeah. the money line i think is sometimes a truer indicator of what vegas feels and they feel like the chiefs are a slightly larger favorite and or the money has come in more heavily on the chiefs on money so, line bets yeah, that's right. So, or in general, so mm-hmm. it's the money has come in on the Chiefs, but not enough that they want to move that in line. But it's enough that they can move the money line. So that's interesting. When I say it's a true indicator of how Vegas feels, that's really the betting community. So I could tell you now that I don't remember what it opened at, but I can tell you if let's just say they were straight up and they were the exact same money line odds, I can tell you now without even reading anything, 
uh, the Chiefs have probably seen a little bit more money come in on them than did the than have the Saints. Now these are really right. close. We're talking about oh, they're very very close. Yeah, plus one fifty eight to plus one fifty four for the Rams. But right. uh, I think that's where we're at. But it it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of the show, Dane. Like people just want the Patriots to lose, so they're going to bet against them. It's a it's just an emotional way to to go about it. Now yeah. I, I'm sure there's sharp betters out there that are picking the Chiefs. I'm, I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm saying there are some people that are doing it for the wrong reason. You can make the right decision for the wrong reason and vice versa. Fair. Yeah, right. but I just think, you know, to your point, Vegas sees, the, like, Vegas sees these games almost identically. You know, I mean, the spreads yeah. are within a half a point. The totals are within a half a point. The money lines are down to the, you know, the hundreds of the place value before you see any difference. You know, like, it just, I think, speaks to the fact that we got the one and two seeds in both conferences, and Sunday is shaping up to be, like, yo, get, like, hide the women and children, you know, make them go out, make them play in the snow, whatever it is, and lock yourself, like my man Scotty Hansen on Red Zone says, for, like, seven hours of football. It's going to be awesome on Sunday. I'm really excited for it yeah I, you know if i'm looking at this nfc game now I, I said rankings i think could potentially be a huge loss but i don't want to suggest that that's going to be the entirety of the game what what i think is cool about this game um is that you have two coaches that understand that in these scenarios especially now in modern football that you have Gotta to take coach some aggressively Absolutely. Yeah. So as much as I would almost always give Sean Payton the check mark for coaching aggressively, he's going up against one of the guys that can actually match him in coaching aggressively. And it's not wild. It's not reckless uh, right. to the to a traditional, more conservative fan. It may seem that way, but they know so that ask- they have to put up as many points as possible. That's the way they're going to win these games. So let me ask you this. You know, we talk about my bookie sometimes and the prop builder tool. Yeah. If I were to create a prop, will there be an onside kick, a fake punt, or a fake field goal in the NFC Championship game? Would you take the yes side? I mean, I don't know what I would have to hang it at, but are you saying that, like, you'd be interested in that kind of prop? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I think you'll see it. Look, you saw it last week. Everybody's right. kind of know it's here's the real here's the interesting thing though it's in on the radar. Like this everybody knows it's coming, so right. why not? Why are you bringing Johnny anyway. Hecker out there to fake it? Just run the offense. If right. it's fourth and two, just go on, get under center. Let Goff make a play. That's the way I look at it. I think there's a time and a place for those fake punts and fake field goals and that kind of stuff. But in these types of games. When every play is critical, um, you can absolutely use trick plays as part of your offense. You know, I could see a reverse, a double reverse pass kind of play. But um, if it's a fourth and two and you're at midfield, just throw Goff out there. You have Todd Gurley behind Give Todd Gurley the ball, right. (laughs) Two legit receivers. Like, let's just make a play. We don't need Johnny Hecker out there, quote, fooling everybody. It's right, because the element of surprise know. isn't there when everyone knows yeah. that that's what you do sometimes. Like, if it, we that's know right. it's in your repertoire, it's not a surprise anymore, thus sapping its effectiveness. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know? like last week, the Saints fake, to some extent, the Eagles knew it was coming. They just ran right. over them for the first down. The Eagles weren't completely caught off guard. I mean, they ran the ball over them. And Taysom Hill got the first down. So, um, 
we'll get back. We don't have to get into the play call where he didn't. No, I got you. I got you. The penalty and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we didn't do that earlier. Or you did it earlier this week. I just yeah, a little bit. So, so um, I I just I I think that I think the Rams. I think they have a real shot here. There's been the last three years have been blowouts in the NFC Championship game, and I don't see that happening again. I think Vegas. They're doing this to get even money on both sides, but I do think that this is expected to be a close game, just like it was the last time. The ten point win was in no way a blowout. They got out to a huge lead. Back that lead forth, evaporated, yeah. and it is a tie game in the fourth quarter in that game, uh, not that long ago. Um, do I think it's going to be a forty five thirty five game? No, because I think the defenses will play a little tighter. The players get a little bit tighter in games like this. Right. So the 43-40 Patch Chiefs game and the 45-35 Rams-Saints game, I don't think we're seeing those uh, this weekend. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be points, but I don't think we're putting up uh, 80 totals. Um, I agree with you. And there's some changes on defense, right, than there was from the last time these guys played. So which do you think is more important? Uh, the fact that Sheldon Rankins won't be there or the fact that Aqib Tlaib will be be there uh that's a good question uh but Maybe i think we can it's answer more... it on the other side of the break i don't know yeah but, but i do I think mean, it's like, more that's important i do think it's more important that talib is there interesting and i don't know that talib is at you i don't think, think he's shadowing thomas best. you think he's shadowing uh, thomas or no. they're gonna let marcus peters go against michael thomas again sometimes or you think instead they're like you know what akib how about you just mark michael i don't think they're gonna do that Really? I think I don't think they will track anybody with Mike Thomas. I I think he's going to I think you're going to have to figure out a defensive game plan in which Mike Thomas can catch 10 passes for 100 yards and you still win. I just think you have to figure that out. You have to ex- you got to try and take away my boy Ted Ginn Jr. <laughs> yeah, because That's... you you have to pick your poison, right? You don't want to get hit with those big plays even if Breeze right. can can throw the ball downfield at this stage of the season. But Kamara is there. Yeah. Ingram is an asset. Uh, and they have all these guys, these unsung heroes that Drew Brees somehow the gets yeah. the ball to. Keith Kirkwood and Austin Carr and Dan Arnold and Trey you know, Ben yeah. Watson is still out there. Traquan Smith. So um, I just think that that has to be a part of it. You have to expect to give up a few hundred yards of offense and still win the game. Uh, they weren't able to do it last time, but we'll talk a little bit more Rams Ram Saints after the break on FST. It's the Football Friday, the last one of the year for Dane and I. Be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare Exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call NOW 800 804 7060. 800 804 7060. 800 804 7060. That's 800 804 7060. The morning after. Edelman is like shocked. How dare you not make us the favorites? Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to see Edelman go down. I dislike Julian Edelman more than anybody on that team. The guy never shuts up, bro. Watch Edelman after every play. Like, he gets up, he mouths off to the DBs, he gets in their face, he like deliberately bumps them, and he's just a punk. He's just annoying. Never owned him in a fantasy league because you don't like him. That's not a fan. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf at the back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping, customizable projections for FanDuel and DK, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities, and simulator outright in top 20 market betting tools, head to head and three ball betting tools, PGA Pro Tips, subscriber chat, and more. Go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, choose Golf, and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, click on Golf, and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. So, um, snowing here in New York, I'm, you know, it, I'm getting the feeling of NFC and AFC championship games. It feels like football, certainly, here in New York, and I hope all of you out there are really excited. Uh, by the way, uh, if you want to follow it, either of us on Twitter, I'm at Mike Blewett. Dane is at Spittin' Speeds, S-P-E-E-D-Z. So uh, thank you. And follow Fantasy Sports Radio Network, as always, uh, at FNTSY Radio. So uh, we're continuing to talk about the NFC Championship game, Dane. Uh, why don't we get into your specific pick here, and then we can keep talking through it. So what do you got for this game? NFC? Yeah. Uh, give me the Saints in the over. I just don't – listen, I just – you know, with with a spread, you know, I know it's three and a half, but it, largely in the NFL, you could usually uh, ignore that. Like, if you pick the team you think is going to win, you know, like that win and not cover doesn't happen as much as you think. Um, I think the Saints are going to win this game. I Listen, I love the Rams. If you tell me the Rams – you think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl, like, that's valid, you know, and that's the beauty of this weekend. All four of these teams, I think, have a valid argument that they'll be hosting the Lombardi Trophy. But I just don't think 
anybody is going into the dome and beating Breeze and Peyton right now. And I also like the experience advantage of Breeze and Peyton over Goff and McVay. I think, you know, there's like steps to this, you know, these kind of young teams, there's like different hills to climb. The Rams lost their first playoff game last year. They make a step forward to the NFC Championship game this year, um, you know, but they're not at full strength without Cooper Cup. I like the Saints to win in that dome. I'm with you. I got the Saints 30 to 24, so it's right near the number, but I'm going to take the under on this one. Hmm. Uh, I think the defenses step up and make a few plays uh, enough to keep it down. But, you know, if it was 30 to 27, uh, that wouldn't stun me so much either. It would make the it would make it the Rams and the over. But right, right now I'm taking the Saints and the under. I'm just saying that's how tight it is for me. I don't see a blowout in this NFC Championship game. The dynamics are different from years past. I am with you. I think Cooper Cup is a difference maker for this team in that he does make the offense that much more dynamic. Josh Reynolds has not stepped into that role in right. the manner in which they need him to. I think Cooks and Woods are awesome, and um, I think I think something that the Rams could conceivably look at, like Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby are younger, <clears throat> younger tight ends, but neither of them appear to be dynamic playmakers, so I wonder if that's something that they look towards in the offseason. You think they need kind of, another weapon in the passing game? <laughs> no, I just like if they're looking at the Chiefs, they're saying, ah, you know what, the tight end really does nah, open some things up for us. But at the same time, the Chiefs don't have the depth at wide receiver that the uh, Rams do. They have great, they have a great wide receiver, but after Tyreek Hill, who are you right. scared of from an offensive standpoint? When Sammy Watkins is out there, he's a good player, but I don't know how much longer that is even first of all it doesn't happen very often now and i don't know how much longer with the litany of injuries he's had in his career he can continue to be relevant so when they sign uh, adam so, humphreys or terrell williams in the offseason the chiefs i mean uh yeah. it'll help them have another two good wide out too terrell williams thing is pretty interesting actually i think he's gonna get money i think he's gonna get yeah, paid i do too actually i think he's gonna get paid by somebody because of his size and i think he could be his a, yards per catch his he could be a difference-making number two yep. wide receiver That's as right. opposed to getting lost in San Diego. San Diego, sorry, L.A. Damn it, L.A. It's so good this season. Imagine like an Indianapolis. Imagine Terrell yeah. on the other side of T.Y. Hilton, something like that. Um, Yeah, that's right. And I think the Colts know it too. Like, T.Y. Mm-hmm. Hilton has been great, but <clears throat> how much longer is that going to happen? He's a smaller right. wide receiver. He's, you know, he's had some injuries. So, um, Dane and I are going to – I wish we had more time or another show – because we may actually do this on Sunday. We're going to get into free agency on Sunday. So tune in on Sunday. You can watch live on YouTube. Uh, But there are some interesting names. And Tyrell Williams is a guy that uh, I think people will be surprised what the market will look like for him because I think it's going to be somewhat aggressive for somebody that needs. I agree. The Colts are actually a really good suggestion because um, instead of running out, you know, uh, Ryan Grant and Chester Rogers, Chester Rogers and Zach Pascal, right. they might or, and Dontrell Inman, they might be looking at somebody like Tyrell Williams, which would be a good yep. big target for Andrew Luck. So, uh, so that's where I'm at on the NFC game. <clears throat> uh, we'll take a look at some. I'll, I'll give you a, a couple of player props uh, from that game, uh, Dane. Uh, we did a couple the other day, but let me go some to some different ones. Robert Woods receiving yards seventy four and a half over. Brandon Cook, 69 and a half. Over. Oh, man. You're, you're, I think they're trying to throw the ball. I think Goff is yeah. going to throw. I think they're throwing the ball. 
Yeah, that's a, that's why I think they're going to lose, though. I think they're going to have to have him out there throwing it 40 to 45 times, and I don't think that's the key for them winning this game. Um, I just don't. And, again, I don't think they're getting blown out. I'll give you one more. Uh, Keith Kirkwood, 14 and a half. He just needs to catch one pass, dude. I think he'll he catch one pass. Catch. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll give that's him actually, that. I mean, I like that prop. I do too. Like he'll catch one. Yeah. He'll go two for 27. You know what I mean? And that'll work. Um, Listen, Goff threw for 391 when they played the Saints in the regular season in that game. Yeah, they lost by 10 points. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not talking about if they won. I'm talking about these player props. (laughs) Yeah, true. 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 But, um, all right. So, uh, Patch Chiefs. I got to pick this one. Man, that number is so sharp. I really think that's what the game is going to be. 30 to 27 is what I would pick uh, on the Pats. So, um, is that too many fuel goals? You want to be goals, ballsy though? and pick the push? You want to be ballsy and pick the push? <laughs> That's too many field goals, I think, though. At 30 to 27 right. would be five field right. goals. I exactly. They could, these teams convert. These teams convert, right. Instead, if you're looking at the three game, three point game, you're talking about more like, you know, you're talking about more like 31 28, right? You're talking something more like that. Um, So, you know what? I'll adjust adjust that. I'll adjust that. That's that's right. We'll do. But two good kickers, too, though. Damn. Uh, But both of these teams are going to be like, we need to convert seven, not three. You know what I mean? But the Pats are good at forcing field goals. So let me take – I'll make it even tighter. I'll say the Pats 35 Chiefs you're go 34. 35, 34. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that makes the Pats win sense. this game outright. Yeah, yeah. I'm picking the Pats to beat the Chiefs. You're picking the Pats to win. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, so you got the Pats in a close one, right? So you're yeah. obviously going to yeah. take them with the points. Uh, I would do the I'm money. Go the I would way. do the Pats money line bet. It, right. Is what I would be thinking about. If you think they're going to win, Devlin, might as well. Right. Pats money line. James Devlin. Yeah, two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, I'm going to go the other way, Blewett. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, give me the home team. We know about, you've said it yourself, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady on the road in the playoffs have been a much different team than in Foxborough. I think now against the Chiefs, that's what's going to happen. They haven't won something like a road conference championship game until, since like 2004. And I just think yeah. we've said it all season long. Patty Mahomes is the real deal. He bucked the like first year quarterback in the playoffs narrative that I had. He's many people believe will be the MVP of the league. And 15 years from now, blew it. Couldn't you see a universe where 15 years from now, people legitimately point to this Sunday when the baton was passed, you know, when he gets over the Brady Belichick mountain to get to his first Super Bowl. If people, if Mahomes becomes what we think he is, Right. And what he think he might be if he's wearing a gold jacket in 20 years, people are going to be like, remember, January 20th, 2019, when the legend began. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you got for a score here? I'm taking the under, though, on this one. I think with the weather conditions, the running games that we've talked about. And like you mentioned, people get a little bit tight. It is his first appearance still. Give me the Chiefs. But give me something like uh, give me something like 30 to 24. Uh, in an under, 28-24, you know, 27-21, high 20s, but I still think the under because they feel each See, other I like the, the under, quarter. too. That's why I'm not loving my score right now. Um, yep. So maybe I push mine back to, well, 28-27 would be a push. 24-23 kind of thing. I got to figure out the score. 
uh, I'll do. I'll make sure on Sunday and have my official pick in. But I, I, I really and there could also be some odd numbers here. Two point conversions, missed extra points. Those are all over the place. Like, like the last thing I'll say here is when we got Super Bowl box pools coming up. All of a sudden, those weird numbers that you never wanted are all That's of a sudden back right. in play with missed extra points and two pointers and stuff like that. Don't be totally worried good. if you get like five nine as your box pool numbers. It was funny. I was thinking about that as I was totaling up my score, but I figured they'll they'll right. make one, miss one, and get it back on the <laughs> proper numbers. So, right. all right. So you have th- thirty twenty four. Chiefs, and you yep. had the Saints. You said you had the Saints in the over, but I didn't hear a score there, so I just want to get that. Uh, sure. In that one, give me something more like uh, – give me 37-31. like it. Look at that. Under the wire. How about right on time. Dam- Dam- Damian Williams rushing yard, 61 and a half. I don't know about Spencer Ware, so I'm worried about it. Stay away, but the bullet's my head. Over. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's our last edition of FST on the mornings for this season. But Dane and I will join you for Lineup Lock Live on Sunday. Enjoy the games. We're out.